Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I'm Lauren, your humble DM, and welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. We're actually trying our best, Lauren, okay? I know you are. Hey, listen, you're not dead yet, so you're doing your best. Fair point. Last time on Distinguished Adventurers, the battle with the Lord of Entropy continues. Just as our heroes believed they had finally defeated the horrific aberration, it appeared to summon the energy to rally and continue to fight with cracks in its disgusting hide, wounds leaking foul ichor, and a renewed glow in its now enraged eyes, the Elder Evil rises to battle again. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Distinguished Adventurers. I am your DM, Lauren, also known as Obo Lauren. I continue to have the same bourbon in the back and forth glasses. This week I have the gifted from Jack glass because, yay, it is the Woodenville Reserve bourbon. Because you know what? It's just damn good and I don't want to go out and get anything else. Speaking of Jack and his awesome gifty glasses, Travancore, what are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travacor's choice this evening is, well, I'm not sure if this is going to work or not, Barefoot Pinot Grigio. Uh, So I like to cook with wine, and generally I find it's cheaper to buy actual wine than it is to buy cooking wine, and the added benefit is you can drink it. So I made my chicken parm um, last week, actually, I bought the bottle for that, and I had a little bit left over, and uh, side note, uh, put red pepper flakes in your uh, sauce for your chicken parm, it'll change your life. Mm. Down the hatch, here we go. I've heard very good things about the barefoot. It's not Pinot Noir, but it'll it'll do. But it'll do. If you know, you know. You know what? I'm not even going to touch that. <laughs> Jonathan, <laughs> what are you drinking? Hey, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. And tonight, as promised, if you turned in uh, a couple of shows ago, I have the hard Mountain Dew. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this do. Just give me thoughts of Belle Torme doing this Mel- uh, Mountain Dew commercial like 30 years ago. It tastes like Mountain Dew. Yeah, but look okay. how big this is a big ass can. That's, so if yeah. I finish this, I'm gonna get rather drunk. But you know what'll help me get there faster? Wait, 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 of- wait. I have one quick question. Yeah. Is that considered that giant can one serving? Yeah, what does it say on the nutritional information? Hang on. Let me see. For my own edification. I like how we look up nutritional information on hard mountain dew. <laughs> or lack thereof. Uh, okay. So apparently apparently the serving size is 12 fluid ounces and this is 24. So it's two servings. Two servings. Okay. okay. Two servings. That doesn't make it better or worse. I was just curious. Yeah. I'm getting some Please. four locos vibes coming off of that can too. Yeah. It, that's that's definitely what they're going for. And then yeah. this shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or the equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to Jesse Florence. Th- Jesse, thank you so much for uh, your support. This shot of fireball is for you. One last shout out real quick to Long Dog Dice. LongDogDice.com. I'm recording a promo. They, uh, I got this awesome d20 Ooh. and it's got a rose in it mm. oh, oh that's so pretty nice god that's huge too that's beautiful uh, they basically uh posted it and said hey i'm thinking of doing this i said once and they said here so uh af- after a brief transaction uh i i this ended up in my hands long, long dog dice dog. yeah that uh, like, yeah. like a dachshund like a yeah like, dog okay yes mm. that's their oh, oh, our, our good friend of the show jen Yes. Yay! Uh, may long you, dog dice. May oh. you always crit when you most need it. Okay. Aww. They ship to Canada. They do. Before you get lost in this dice, 
Bernie, what are you drinking? There's these black dice, though, and they've got little gold things. Um, I'm not okay. saying no to the dice. Um, I'm just saying <laughs> put the dice on hold. I, I was not I was not asked <laughs> to promote this. I am just inordinately excited. These are beautiful. Okay. So I have um, lime bubbly. Bubbly. Mm. My, I have lime buble. Um, <laughs> it's later. It's, it's going to sing uh, a kind of a throwback 1940s style tunes to me. I'm here for it. And I also have a butter chicken lasagna. Ooh. I, I mean, Ooh. you gotta eat. It's wow, really... Trish, go on. So, okay, Stephen, you know, I think, I feel like everybody does a thing where it's like you always have like a lasagna or a pizza or something in your freezer for when you're just like not gonna cook, but you're not gonna order in, right? Like ever. No spoons. Yeah. Mine are no cheese burritos, but same thing. Yeah, you all, you have your your freezer food. Lasagna is one of our freezer foods. Tonight we were working uh, with a, a dog trainer to help our our dog, who is I have talked about has trauma from um, a uh, awful awful convoy that didn't care about the health of people or animals. So that ran until about seven forty five. It's you know play date. So we uh, grabbed this, stuck it in the microwave, like you know real the real real horrible people we are. Um, it's actually quite good. It's good. instead of going with sodium, they went with like actual spice. So I was nice. pretty impressed. It doesn't have a heat level, but it's got like they they didn't really go with flavor. They went with yeah. like, spice. They were like heat is flavor, and I'm like no, some sp- flavor is flavor, but definitely you know like I 100 I would get this again, and it's um weird and fun, and I I like it. I like butter chicken. I I mean it's not like winning any James Beard awards, but you know what? It hits the spot. It's tasty. I was going to ask you for the recipe, but then you're like, it's yeah. a freezer meal. And I went, that's not going to be a recipe I can find down here. <laughs> um, actually, it's probably President's Choice. And I learned that the President's Choice brand is in both Canada and the United States. So you oh, might nice. be able to find it. I might be able to reverse engineer this. It is a generally accepted fact that my aunt makes some of the best better chicken in the world. So all I have to do is take some leftovers from her the next time I go to visit her and buy some lasagna sheets and try and make it on my own. Ooh. Or just make my own butter chicken, but I, oh, I'm I, not going to be as well as my Maybe use paneer instead of mozzarella. You know, it looks like they use this standard ricotta. We were supposed to breeze through this, so we'll talk about <laughs> this later. We'll dissect <laughs> this later, literally. It's hard for me to to argue against cheese and chicken and food, but but yeah, we, we have a lord of entropy to kill. Mm-hmm. Carlton, what are you drinking? The wonderful Mrs. Carlton has picked me up a probiotic soda from the brand Poppy, and it is ginger lime. So I'm hoping it'll taste like a Moscow Mule, which was one of my go-to beverages when I was partaking. So let's Ooh. see. I mean, it sounds good. Got some lime synergy going on tonight. That's a ginger mule. That is basically a uh, Moscow Mule in a can of soda. Nice. Little, Except without the alcohol. So. Without the alcohol. A little bit sweeter than a normal mule because it's soda. Sure. Uh, and a little bit of tang because it's, I guess, the probiotics. But hopefully, you know, as it says, for a healthy gut, maybe I'll poop. Let's <laughs> find out. You know who's not pooping? The Lord of Entropy. Not so yet. You don't know that because I honestly feel like if you told me the Lord of Entropy had a constant bowel movement going on, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it tracks. Well, I have to kill him. <laughs> I, I get tracks. it. I get it. I got it. I mean, the Lord of Entropy is constantly having a movement, but it is piece, pieces of it that continue to fall off, turn into horrible, horrible creatures and fly away in a cloud of epic evil. Who's to but, say? Who's to say that those, those pieces aren't pieces of boo, Lauren? Um, Lauren. In this case, me. <laughs> it is Lauren that says that. I am willing to entertain a lot of things that I might be uh, working with my players on. 
what is actually coming out of the Lord of Entropy, that's mine. That's She'll me. put up with a lot of shit, but not with a lot of shit. I will not put up with my, <laughs> my <laughs> boss monsters being poop jokes. Oh but my she gosh. will throw us a living pie. I mm-hmm. promise this right now, the very next time you guys let me DM, she's going to be a shit monster. <laughs> oh no. And, and I'm going to wait like a year and a half before I ask to DM again so that you all forget this. Oh, oh, I will not forget, but I will, I promise to keep quiet about it. Okay, let me give you the brief re-overview of the battlefield so that we we are starting on the same page as it will. The Lord of Entropy is still there. It has just, Jonathan has just called down meteors from the sky and looked like he decimated it. And then it seemed to force itself back together with the power of its own evilness. Carlton is currently flying near-ish the head. I believe his fly is still up. Um, There is also Amelia Earhart and Bernie's spiritual weapon in the general area. Also, Bernie and Shadow are adjacent to this creature because this creature is the size of buildings. And so a lot of things are adjacent to it. Well, Jonathan and Travancore are a little bit further away. Remind me, besides Carlton, I think Jonathan is flying? No, uh, it's Carlton, Shadow, Bernie... And that's it. Okay. And Amelia, oh, and Amelia Earhart has her own flying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jonathan the Magimuscular is not responsible for the flying speed of Amelia Earhart. That's fair. Just everyone I mean, else. <laughs> I mean, you got to buckle your own safety belt before you cast flying people. I don't know if that works. Anyway, you have all watched Meteors Rain Down. You've watched this creature put itself back together. It's still obviously incredibly hurt, but the, the flash of... The first real emotion you've seen in this creature's eyes, because this whole time, all of the discussions you've had with it in your head, all of its reactions, they seem almost lackadaisical. They seem almost blasé, like this is a stroll through the park. And for the first time, as it re-rises off of the ground, you see its anger. You see its frustration. And at this moment... The ground starts to shake, and the little bits of debris on the ground, pebbles, dust, seems to rise a bit off of the ground. You all feel it in the air. I need everyone to make a strength saving throw. (sighs) And that includes flying people. That includes Amelia Earhart. That includes all of you. Well. Oh, no. We're going to go down oh, the list dear. here. I, oh, I hear I'm Jonathan saying, oh, no, no. Different. So, uh, Jonathan, what'd you get? I got a five. That is a failure. Travancore and Shadow. Well, Bless is still up, right? For the moment, I believe so, yes. All right, give me a second. I will add my Bless for Travancore, at least. Shadow might not need it for reasons will be clear, clear later. Um, <laughs> so 19 for Travancore. That is a failure. Oh, dear. And then Shadow, we gotta roll the second dice because he gets advantage on these saving throws. Oh, uh, I was crit fishing anyway. Um, that's fine. Twenty-four, but natural twenty for Shadow. Ooh! First off, Mazel Tov to the natural twenty. Also, twenty-four does save Bernie. So, with the bless, it's a six. That mm. is unfortunately a failure. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. I had a hunch. Yeah, your hunch is correct. Surprise, it's actually the bookends that are safe. It's in the middle that fails. (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to do a DC like that, and you're all going to be surprised. Uh, Carlton, what'd you get? Uh, With the bless, that'll be a 21. 
That fails. Just barely. Mind you, I have a plus 11 at advantage, and I only rolled a 19 before the bless. I rolled a 2. It happens. So, all of you who have failed, you feel it's as though something has reached out and grabbed you. Even though you don't see anything, you don't hear anything, the... Simply the air around you seems to coalesce into an invisible claw that just grabs right onto your whole body. Anyone who failed is restrained. Oh dear, Amelia too. Amelia too, sorry Amelia. So anyone who is restrained, that means your speed is zero. You, all of your attack rolls have disadvantage and attacks against you have advantage and you have disadvantage on dexterity saving throws. Oh. Uh. And that is all for the moment. Jonathan, this, if I can be meta, legendary action, happened in the middle of your turn. You had just done an action. You still have a bonus action, but not a movement because you are restrained. Uh, At the end of each of your turns, if you are restrained, you can try to repeat the saving throw. So remember that if if you can. All right. So Jonathan, the match muscular, is going to use a bonus action to... Uh, wing a, a star from Crown of Stars at the Lord of Entropy. Sure. And uh, just as a reminder, after this is the lair action, and then it's Travancore. Not that I think it's going to help. 16? Sadly, it does not. No. The, you, did you fail the, uh, the strength saving throw? I forgot. Yeah. Oh, so I would have had that at disadvantage anyway. Uh, yeah, but I feel like, I'm not going to make you roll again, but I feel like, like you're trying to fling when this... this hand made of nothing grabs you and that's it goes wide but not far wide and then strength save at the end of the turn then right that is correct uh it doesn't look like even with plus that's gonna that's gonna do it do it anyway because i have the spell up uh 15 that does not you are still restrained Boo. okay and i'm down another star okay all right it is the world's turn jonathan since we are just on you go ahead and roll a d6 no i don't want to Bless Bay. Six. The air continues to swirl, but it's not air. Jonathan, you're probably the only one who really understands this is a telekinetic force that is emanating off of this creature. And all of you feel it, you know, those who are being gripped by it feel it almost stronger. I need everybody to make a charisma saving throw. Oh, boy. <laughs> is the, and charisma is not disadvantaged, right, from this effect? Uh, correct, because no. this is, it's only attack rolls that have disadvantage cool. because you are restrained. Okay, and we'll go in the same order, Jonathan. Uh, 24. That saves Travancore and Shadow. Travancore got a soft 20, Shadow got a 16. Both of you fail. Ah. Bernie. 23. That is a success. Oh, and Carlton. I will fail with a soft 20. Unfortunately, for those of you who failed, as the air churns, it becomes almost It becomes almost viscous, and you feel this lethargy. Uh, Those of you who failed cannot take bonus actions this turn. So basically, the next time you're up, you can't take bonus actions. At the end of your turn, that's done. Travancore, you are up. Carlton, you're on deck. So let's review. Travancore is frightened. Travancore is restrained. Travancore is feeling lethargic. You got a lot going on, Travancore. <laughs> Travancore, there is like a cocktail of, of, of drugs that you're going to need for some of these things. Yeah, ask your doctor about insert drug here. Side effects may include things we talk about while people are enjoying their lives on the screen. Anyway, <laughs> so with this advantage, Travancore is going to launch the... A- oh, I can actually just do it from here. I always forget that. 
Alright, uh, here we go. Alright, low roll is... Either way, 29 to hit? Definitely hits. Awesome. Alright, let's do that damage. That's gonna do 8 damage. Okay. Uh, you still have a second attack, though. I do. Here we go. So this time, low roll is 20. That just misses. Your second, yeah, something ah. squeezes around you and you feel it tighten a little bit and it just, uh, it goes wide in the same way Jonathan Starr did. Ah, dang it. All right, well, on the plus side, I do have a air elemental at my disposal. You do? Let me see if I remember. Before we end your turn, though, let's let's take care of some of those things that are going on. Oh, my, uh, my, my pre-existing conditions? You're, yeah, let us, let's see if you can shake off some of these. So... I need you to make a wisdom saving throw for the weird, for the right. being frightened, essentially. Here we go. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. All right, that is going to be a 19. That doesn't save. Ugh. And give me a strength saving throw to see if you can get out of this telekinesis. All right, here we go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, yep. Okay, uh, 24. That saves. All right, oh, progress. I feel like the the source of your fear helps push your your body to break free of this this creature. Ooh, rip. I like that. And then you are doing Amelia Earhart? Correct. Let's see. Let's see. It is going to be a ba-ba-da multi-attack slam. It's going to be a low roll of 20 to hit. Just misses. That This is another one of those slams up against the hide that just doesn't hit hard enough to crack through. Well, you know what? She has multi-attack, so here we go. Mm-hmm. 23 skidoo. Is that something Amelia Earhart would have said? I have no idea. It sounds legit, though. She does now. Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> Low roll is 12. Sadly not. Uh, give me an, a strength saving throw to see if she breaks free of the telekinesis. Oh, well, there we go. Well, yeah. Where where were you when Travancore needed you? Um, that's going to be 24, but natural 20 on the dice. Hey, Ooh. another natural 20. And yes, 24 is enough. Amelia Earhart breaks free of the telekinesis. Take that, Bermuda Triangle. Wrong ocean, but whatever. <laughs> At the end of Amelia Earhart's turn, before Carlton gets a chance to go, this creature is going to take one of its legendary actions. Yeah. And yeah, this is going to be a weird line. I need Bernie, Jonathan, and Travancore. I need the three of you to make intelligence saving throws. Uh, this is something that you recognize it doing. It It seems like... Uh, this beam of psychic energy comes flying out of its maw and hits all three of you. Is this magic? Um, it is. It is a, an effect. It is not something that can be counterspelled. Boo. Can no, I even like? I have advantage against things that are magical on intelligence saving throws. So. I will give you. I will give you advantage on this. It is. It's a psychic attack essentially. So I will give okay. you the advantage. It's not a charm though. Attack is it? Is not charmed. Okay, well, that's a one on the dice, and I don't get a bonus for intelligence, so. All right. Reigns of pores, fellas. Yeah, Travancore, I need to know, why do you fail this saving throw? <sighs> Here's the thing. There is a fatigue that sets in when a person is trying to hope against hope when things seem bleak. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Very that's... dark. Sorry, yeah. is that too dark? No, I think in this moment. At least I don't think if, if there's somebody else who does think that we can back away, but it's just real. It's yeah, yeah, it is. Jonathan. That is a 31. Thanks to bless. Jonathan thinks his way out of this event. Bernie, where did you fall? Oh, let me roll my bless. But OK, so altogether with my natural 20, I, that is a 24. 
Yay. But I got a natural 20, and I oh. fully subscribe to the belief that a natural 20 always wins. I 100% agree that a natural 20 always wins. Also, even if it didn't, a 24 would succeed. What does is, what is Bernie recognize this as? It's that fear. No, this is a beam of psychic energy that is hitting you that has come out before. So Bernie and Jonathan, you're going to take half of this damage. It is going to be psychic damage. Uh, Travancore, you're going to take all of it. Travancore, you're taking 29. Oof. And those of you with const with uh, concentration spells, I need you to roll those constitution saving throws. So oh, boy. I took 14 damage. Mm -hmm. to... not, not a hard DC to remain concentrating. Pretty sure Bless is gone. What'd you roll? Seven. Bless, unfortunately, drops. Jonathan? 30 on a natural 20. Everyone drink. <laughs> There's a lot of natural 20s going on. And a, and a one. Yes, you remain flying. Uh, Travancore? So I have a mechanical question. Bless uh, applies to saving throws, but do we just lose Bless, or is this the last thing Bless is going to apply this for? This will be the last thing. You're essentially all making this Wait, save at the I same time. Wait, I didn't do time. my Bless on my saving throw. Hold on. Okay. Right, you roll your bless and Charvin you roll your... That's... <laughs> that is enough. That's enough. Bless saves bless. The, the DC back. was 10 for you. So I yeah, got there a you natural go. four on the bless. There so. you go. Truly blessed so, by So they. now that question doesn't even apply. Travancore, you definitely get the bless. Oh, yeah. Well, with the bless, it's 13. Does, does Amelia Earhart disappear back to the Delta, the Delta Quadrant? She, I think she does because oh. it was 14 is half of the damage. Because that's the constitution saving throw is to maintain concentration and it's half damage or 10, whichever is higher. So you had to beat a 14. Goodbye, Amelia. So we sadly, hardly knew ye. Amelia Earhart, you watch as her wispy form waves to you one more time, gives you a, a very proud salute and vanishes. <sighs> that is the legendary action. Carlton, it is your turn. All right. Second verse, the same as the, or I guess third verse is the same as the first two. I'm going to go ahead and start stabbing at it with my sort of answering. Now, since I have disadvantage from that world effect, I'm going to go reckless because the thing has advantage on me anyway. This so sounds give like me a plan. Straight roll. Straight rolls. <laughs> wow. Your, your microphone just did a really weird thing. Yeah, you just kind of. Oh, did I just turned... spike up? Yeah. All right. So there's some type of auto. Anyways, I was cackling. Because I critted on the thing. Nice. There's been a lot of 20s this game. Okay. okay. You know what? Spoiler alert. This is not going to kill it. So in order to save a little bit of time, do your other attack and then tally up the damage because Bernie is next. And that way, I don't want you to lose out on giving the maximum amount of damage that you have, but I don't want to rush you. Did you crit again? <laughs> Did you crit again? <laughs> what? So Lord, I just double critted because I crit on a 19 and a 20. The first roll was a 19. The second roll was a 20. And that is a straight roll. That wasn't with advantage. That was a straight roll. No Damn. disadvantage. I'm going to drink to that. Okay, so same thing. Go ahead and, and take your time. This will still, spoiler alert, not kill this thing. You're going to do a fuck ton of damage. No lie. But go ahead and calculate that up. Meanwhile, Bernie, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Well, I know what I should do. So there's that. Uh, but <laughs> how is everybody else doing? Because Bernie's, um, I would put this in, coming close to bleed now. Jonathan the Magic Muscular looks about 66% healthy. Okay. 50% for Travancore. How, is there anything I, did, um, not to metagame, but as she, um, as she holds her intestines in her body, 
and we choose between how much like a flaccid intestine does old Lord of Entropy look? I mean, obviously we're about to get a fuck well, ton of damage, I, Carlton. Yeah, so do 72 points. And that's with both of the attacks? Both of the yeah, both of the attacks and all my Nice. I'm I do this kind of crit, I do that kind of crit because my half work and yada yada yada. Oh yeah. That's very nice. So Bernie, you're taking in the scene. And I'm going to say this is not metagamey, because once again, you are an expert healer. You've been in battles before. You can gaze across the field. You can smell your own intestines as you see the injuries that your friends have. You are an expert in medicine. You can very easily tell where your friends are as far as their hardiness, you know, how close they are to being in, in grave danger. Go ahead and give me an arcana check. I'll give you this for free. For the Lord of Entropy, because it is a beast unlike any other. Hmm. I feel like my Arcana check is just looking at Jonathan going, Jonathan, how dead does he look? Because <laughs> that's a one. That's a natural oh. one. Okay, I want you to think for a second about why you failed this role. Well, Carlton, I almost forgot, give me a strength saving throw to try to get out of the telekinesis. Bernie, why why did you fail this role? Because... There's blood pouring out of Bernie's nose. <laughs> She's, I mean, I I would not say that a stiff breeze could blow her over, but I'd say that uh, she's considering the fact that, um, considering the fact that she's more dead than any of her compatriots. That's, that is super fair. But that she hates this asshole and would actually prioritize his death over her safety. <laughs> a 31 with the bless. Uh, you manage to break out of the telekinesis at the end of your turn. Bernie, as you look at this creature, it is an alien being in all sense of the words. You can see multiple wounds. You can see whole chunks of it are gone. It is actively, in places, disintegrating as it turns into this cloud of horrific monsters. You see where the tail was chopped off because it couldn't make it through the portal completely in time. And yet it still moves with a weird amount of grace and energy. Its eyes are alight. The attacks are still swift and assured in ways that usually indicate a creature that is not at all hurt. It's impossible to tell. It's already risen practically from the grave once in front of you. Mm. I do want her to yell out to Jonathan. Jonathan, how dead does it look? <laughs> On Jonathan's turn, he can give me an Arcana check, but and Bernie. I kind of want to go with stupid over smart. Totally up to you. Because it is the big bad. In the words of Weird Al Yankovic, dare to be stupid. <laughs> dare to be stupid. So we're going to take a leaf out of Jonathan the Magic Muscular's book, and Bernie's going to yell that at him. And I think her natural one means he never heard. I think that's probably actually what this what? is. is <laughs> is that like she screams what? this and because that's she, she doesn't know this is that all those things is something she'd feel and so she just asked Jonathan and she's in here so she's um gonna cast firestorm because she looks at Jonathan and the blood's pouring out and she goes that's a good idea she like what you do hear Jonathan is, that's a good idea thanks and uh so she casts a thing that I've been wanting to cast for a while all right it's firestorm and somehow I'm gonna make it so that I don't firestorm everyone I'm going to say because of this, this is one of those things in where the size of this creature has been a hindrance for many things. But because Firestorm, if I remember correctly, is a bunch of 10 by 10 foot squares that you have to connect. and You saw you me can... measuring earlier. In this case, the creature's <laughs> size is going to make it easy for you to hit it 
and no one else. So tell me what it has to do. I don't make an attack roll. It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. And I don't think a big old monster like that gets to be very dexterous, but that's not my a dexy boy. Opinion. You'd not be surprised. But yeah, that's what I said. I said my Julia's personal opinion of the world is <laughs> A, the reality is often B. Dexy being, because it's just they pronounce. I think he's made every single dex save I've thrown at it. Oh. Well, and in this case, the natural 20s continue because oh. the Lord of Entropy did roll a natural 20. So oh, he does wow. save. takes half damage. He absolutely does take half damage. So as you roll that damage, what I'm going to say is the, the snake dragon-like scales and rolls on this creature all open up to get out of the way of your firestorm as it rains down on the Lord of Entropy. It still takes damage, but it manages to avoid the brunt. And you light up the area. It is, it is a flare of epic proportions. Your goddess has rained down fire and brimstone on this thing. I guess as a bonus action. I still have bonus actions because I didn't get hit with the other thing. Yes, but I how much was that damage? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just like, you know, 41 divided by two. So 20. So 20. God. It's so many of these rolled so poorly. It happens. Yeah. So I guess as a bonus action, Travancore, we're going to cast Healing Word at a pretty, pretty high level. Some would say an irresponsible level. <laughs> Some would say an irresponsible level. Yes, we might say an irresponsible no, level. He, he, yeah. No, Healing's never... I will never question Bernice Q. Burns. We're gonna cast it at a high enough level that I also heal myself. There you go. Because that's my bonus action. So we got to do both. So we're casting it at 6th level. It's a 1st level evocation. <laughs> <laughs> They're so just flavors. Like, yeah. Why didn't you cast X, it's also a bonus action. Eh, I didn't find it in my list of spells fast enough. That's Listen, why, friend. As as you do that, uh, hey, people at home, don't backseat. It's fine. We got oh, this. Oh, we got when this. I cast this spell, I actually get an additional D4, so that's good. So yeah. And you actually don't have to roll because, once again, you're a life cleric. You just do maximum healing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have to do... You say that I don't have to roll, but I still now I have to do. And now I, there was I a nice never little you, machine. You still have to do math. That did the math, the math for is still me? Correct. You do have to still do math. Thirty-seven by my math as well. That's All how right. much we both get. I also get a little extra something, something if I'm correct. But you do. Well, as they say, obrigado. Bernie, uh, also, are you? You failed the strength saving throw, right? I did fail the strength saving throw, which means I now have to. You have to. You get the chance to do another strength saving throw to break out of this restrained. Okay, let's do that. What is strength plus two? That's an eighteen, if I recall correctly. No, I do not break out of this restraint. You recall correctly. As you do this healing, we're going to move to the Lord of Entropy's turn. Oh boy. Who is still restrained by the telekinesis? Bernie is. Anybody else? No, nope, uh, not me. Jonathan the Magimuscular is. Bernie and Jonathan, you feel the telekinesis tighten and you get pulled up into the air like 60 feet and then thrown with force, slamming into the ground. Still in the spot that you were, but this, this force just punches you into the ground. Each of you are going to take... 60 bludgeoning damage. Ooh. It mm. worked really well. 
Oh. As uh, Jonathan the Match Muscular uh, impacts the ground, a gout of blood erupts from his mouth. Is he down? No, just... <laughs> he's you say bloody. 60 damage? <laughs> yeah, 6-0 damage. Ah, oh, we did do the dumb thing, didn't we? It's okay. It's it was the epic thing. Well, we are you are you still conscious? No, I'm still conscious. We got we yeah, we're we're okay. All right. That healing is the only reason though. <laughs> it's good. Uh the two of you still feel the telekinetic oh, Hang on. I took 60 damage. Yeah, the two oh. of you need to make constitution saving throws. So, you have to beat a 30. No, uh No. Half. Well, yeah, you took oh. 60 damage. So oh, your shit. DC is a 30. Uh, hang on. But you will get the bless on this. And I don't think it matters. If you roll a natural 20, I'll give it to you. Well, I rolled an 18, and with my bless, it's definitely still not a 30. Unfortunately, your bless goes down. Bear Force One, this is your captain speaking. Uh, prepare for free fall as the fly spell ends. <laughs> oh, so, no. <laughs> I have good news and bad news. I don't think any of us were flying, flying, right? Well, so that's some of the good news, is because this creature just slammed you into the ground and is technically holding you still. So even if you had been in the air, the two of you don't have to worry. You lose your spells. Everybody loses bless. I believe Carlton and Shadow were flying. I was yeah. flying above it and stabbing into the back of its head, so <laughs> I would like to attempt to land on the Lord of Entropy. Well, I think that's fair. We'll we'll try to do that. Uh, I'm gonna. I wasn't melee with it, and if I feel myself going down, I want to try to like dig in. Okay, shadow. Let's do shadow first. I don't think shadow was flying too high off the ground. No, I don't. I think he used all of his motion just to get up to the Lord of Entropy, basically last time around when he moved up there. I don't know exactly how high up he would have been. I don't believe he was high at all because he was like like he just floated over there and then. Was just you know a floaty happy bear. Yeah. yeah. Um. Give me give me a dexterity saving throw. Just oh. just we're gonna say he was five feet off the ground for flavor. All right. Cool. Here we go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Ah, fourteen to save. He he's not gonna save, but he's gonna take minimal damage. He was okay. only five feet up, so we're gonna say it's one d six. He takes six bludgeoning damage as like he lands awkwardly on a on a leg. Okay. Carlton. Yeah, me. I will let you use your reaction okay. to try to, you can't attack it, right? but you can try to grab hold of it, because you are currently- Above it. Yeah, I'm trying to, and you're above it, it is a gargantuan creature, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 40, 50, 50, 60, 65, 70, 75, you are 85 feet in the air. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and- and give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, I need to figure out what the DC is going to be. We're going to make it that to make things easy. Give me a dexterity saving throw. You Okay, it'll be a 19. You do not succeed. Great. The creature sees you falling, and as it's been moving out of the way of, of the firestorm that's been coming down, it's like holes open under you, and you fall 85 feet. So as I'm falling and I realize I can't grab onto it, I extend out my middle fingers as I'm falling backwards from it. Just both of them. Holding my sword and shield still. I thought Travancore was the only one who could summon two birds. Still got the sword and shield in there. Like the sword's like all cop cocky. But yeah. two birds because I'm like, well, this is happening. You know what? If there is anyone who is going to fall from a great height, it's Carlton because he is raging. He will take half of the 56 yep. bludgeoning damage that you take so when you hit 28. the ground. 28. Okay, 
That was just the mass telekinesis. The Lord of Entropy. Dalton lays there. Was it cool? Yeah, you are prone. <laughs> Ernie like picks her face cool. up from the ground, and she's she she says, "Yeah, Carl, that was cool." It'll make the Bart sing about us. <laughs> Possibly. Bernie, you're still up. Shadow is still up, and Jonathan is still up. I would say up is a generous. Yeah. You are still conscious. <laughs> conscious. Yeah. Above above zero hit points. Okay. <laughs> I am at a number of hit points. And that's what it's going to do. Okay. Bernie, you watch as, as this creature is swirling around, getting out of the way of your firestorm, getting out of the way of Carlton, it moves forward. It's not moving past you, essentially. Part of it is moving past you, towards Jonathan. But on the way, two claws come at you. Actually, one claw will come at you, one claw will come at Shadow. And these attacks do have advantage, Bernie, but not in Shadow. Bernie, you do get hit, and Shadow gets hit. Each of you are going to take 20 slashing damage and 20 necrotic damage. Oof. Oh, As no. this thing pushes forward, is Shadow still up or is Shadow down? Shadow's still up. Jonathan, you watch... As the face is coming towards you steadily, like like in a horror movie, a creature that moves slowly and yet is inexorably getting closer. Bernie falls to your left. Shadow takes his grievous wound to your right. The face comes down to look you in the eye and say, I am inevitable. And it's going to bite you. Okay. Uh, it's going to hit 26. Uh, Hang on. We're doing shield math. I'm doing shield math. I'm just, it's been a little while, but I don't That's think okay. it'll matter. Nah, it doesn't matter. Okay. You are going to take 25 piercing damage. Okay. And 15 acid damage. Jonathan Medjmuscular is down. Shadow watches as part of the thing that he was afraid of starts to come true. And this creature has moved to there. It is the end of the Lord of Entropy's turn. The Distinguished Adventurers are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from our favorite D&D streams, books, and more. Every week there's something new happening in the game, and it's available on almost any platform. Need some loot to gear up your champions? We're happy to offer a free Electrum chest to all of our listeners. This week's code expires on May 22nd at 8 p.m. Pacific. So open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. B-U-H-L-K-O-W-S-M-I-K-E. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. It is Shadow's turn. What would Shadow like to do? Oh boy, Shadow is super not happy. He is best not pleased. Um, Multi-attack. I don't remember what condition Shadow has off the top of my head. I think he's saved out of everything. Yeah, it's true. All right, so Jen, just multi-attack. Here we go. Let's see. It's going to be plus nine to hit. Come on, Shadow. We're all counting on you. 24 to hit? That hits. All right. All right, so it's going to do... Oh gosh. 14 damage total. I think one fire and six, and then the other rest of it's standard. 
Okay. And just to keep the math simple, we're going to do the same kind of attack again. Here we go. Sounds good. Come on, Shadow. Oh, I moved off of the 20. Dang it. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a 17 to hit. That misses. Shadow's a little too distracted, seeing how dire things are getting. Shadow roars in anguish, but then readies himself for the next time we go around. He's going to throw himself at this thing until, he, until he's pulp. Okay. Uh, anything else? I think that's all Shadow can do. Jonathan, I'd like you to roll a death saving throw. All right. Rolling. Rolling the new rose dice. I need this crit. I need it now. I'll take the 13 that, that keeps me going. Jonathan, at the end of your turn, Travancore, give me a perception check. Travancore percepts. Because you are right there. Yeah, that's true. All right, 15. You've been teleported enough. You recognize when someone's teleporting in directly next to Jonathan's prone form. The air shifts and there's a loud And then you see a familiar sight as feathers and leather armor looking up in panic reach down and cast a spell on Jonathan as a Zik heals you for eight. And Jonathan, your eyes open to the face of your friend from the Watchful Order. And he says, I did what I could to bring backup because you all deserve to have backup. Travancore, as you watch this, actually, let me just ask, Jonathan, do you say anything? Uh, uh th thanks. <laughs> and as he's doing that, like, as he grits his teeth, uh, yeah, he's like, blood is just flowing out of his mouth. <laughs> but you are oh. conscious. Yes. Travancore. Hello. You're looking at this event. You hear, because you're close enough, you hear a rat say that. And you hear noises behind you. More of this teleporting? No, running, maybe? And you turn and you see a group of people running forward, a motley collection of creatures and people. And you notice Olivia Passerak is at the front of this group. Yay! And... While Rifon Press stops a good 40 or 50 feet back with the group of musicians that he has brought with him, Olivia runs up to you, short sword in one hand, dagger in the other, and says, Ras told us what was happening. We came as quickly as we could. The musicians insisted on helping. And you look over and you see these are all of the musicians, the ones that were not killed from the performance, including Soria. Yay! Some of them even have their instruments because you kind of just took the instruments and threw them all over the place so you didn't necessarily pick them up. Random assortment of instruments all over the ground. Random assortment of instruments. And as they prepare to join the battle, it is your turn, Travancore. What would you like to do? Well, Travancore is going to say to Olivia, Hi, honey, nice to see you at work. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I brought the kids. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Travancore, after smiling as wide as Travancore can, um, realizes he's still frightened, so he cannot move towards um, the Board of Entropy to save Bernie. All right, so I know what I have to do. Well, Travancore has a bonus action. Thank God he's no longer uh, grappled or whatever like the effect would be. So he is going to cast Lightning Arrow at the sixth level. Nice. All right. And I just cast it and then like try my attacks? Uh, yeah, because it just gives you bonus to your damage when you hit, I believe. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's kind of how it works. So let me bring up the thing. 
because Olivia Pasarek is there, you have advantage on these attacks, despite the fact that you are frightened. Oh, yay. All right. So it cancels out. So it's just a straight up hit. D- just a straight up hit. Correct. All right. Give so... me some attacks. Oh, no, 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 no. 21 to hit. That just hits. <gasps> I got to roll seven die eight lightning damage. Here we go. That just, you just managed to hit. Part of the cards. It's a lot of dice. 33 lightning damage. Awesome. Your arrow sinks in and you get another one. Somehow I was hoping it would do more. I only have that one bonus action, so it's just going to be a standard plain Jane arrow. Okay, but you still have advantage. That's true. Well, you still have a straight shot, I should say. Well, it should be more than enough for Travancore. Oops. Hopefully. Don't jinx myself. Oh, crap. 21 to hit. That is exactly what you need. Once again. Lucky me. Just right. Literally, that's its AC. Here we go. Oh, great. Minimum amount of damage. Eight damage. Hey, every little bit counts as you nail this thing with two arrows. Um, More pieces of its disgusting hide come falling off and do not turn into creatures. You used your bonus action. You can move back if you would like. You just can't move forward. All right. What to do? Like, I'm hoping to shake Frightened and then have enough space to move to Bernie. So I think... Oh, boy. Well, the the bards are there and stuff, and one of them is going to have a healing spell. I don't know what to do. But, you know, before I decide that, Shadow can use his reaction, right? Shadow can use his reaction, and if you want to shout something out to the bards as they tune and get ready, they're here for you. All right, I'm just going to say, heal Bernie! And, uh, uh, here we go. Shadow is going to do a, should he do a bite or a claw? Maybe a claw. Here we go. 20 to hit. That just misses. His claws scrape across the side of this creature, but that is just not enough to pierce through. He's so close. I had high apple pie in the sky hopes for uh, for uh, lightning arrow when I cast it. I was hoping I would be able to do a lot more with it. But, I don't um, know. That did a, a nice chunk of damage. 33 is nothing to scoff at. It's true. Yeah. But if this had been the thing that brought the Lord of Entry down, I would have declared myself a capital S spellcaster, but I'm not there yet. All right, so... But you get to give me the wisdom saving throw to break out of being frightened. Oh, that's true. Come on. Come on. After this, Carlton, you're up and then Bernie's on deck. Ugh. 19. You are still frightened. The arrival of your friends bolsters you a little bit and you manage to nail this creature twice, but there's still that fear in your heart that grips the pit of your stomach and is telling you in the back of your head, no matter how much you think the tides are turning, this is going wrong. We are all doomed. Carlton, yes. as you land with a thud on the packed dirt, the dead ground below you, the gargantuan elder evil swirling and swarming around you, a rough tongue starts to lick the side of your face. Hey, buddy. <gasps> Let's do this. Hi, 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 hi. And you look over and Blue is standing there, ethereal glowing, happy, despite the horrific nature of this whole adventure. He's bigger, he's meatier, he looks nastier, and he's licking the side of your face and going, uh, uh, yeah, friends, Deacon said you needed help. And all of you who are currently conscious here, your friend, Seeking the Druid from somewhere. <laughs> You're not exactly sure. And then you do notice, because what he lets out is, honk. As you see a goose running up from the side to join the battle. But Carlton, it is your turn. And because you have blue with you, you have advantage on these attacks. 
Awesome. And I look over as I'm stand, uh, as I'm laying there getting licked, and I see Bernie, and I shout out, Seekin, Bernie, now! Ah! And then I slam my shield arm into the ground, shattering it, because this entire time I forgot to have it equipped on D&D Beyond, so I wasn't <laughs> rocking without it anyway, but rolling, like, one-handed anyway. Start huffing and puffing, getting in that white-hot super rage, and I kind of do that flat on my back, leap to my feet, and I go charging at uh, the Lord of Entropy, uh, wielding my sword of answering with both hands. You do not have to charge. It is all around you. Go ahead and make your attacks. All right. That's a 25 on the first one. That'll hit. A 31 on the second one. That'll both hit. 22 points. Total? Total between the two. Awesome. You stand up blue at your side and start slashing into this creature that surrounds you. You practically can't even move your sword without hitting this thing. Uh, Anything else? All right. That'll be a bonus action. Second win. Okay. As you take a second to heal yourself, Bernie, I need you to roll a death saving throw. Yay. That's a straight d20, right? Straight d20. Oh, dear. At least it wasn't a one. At least it wasn't a one. At least Seekin's on his way. Honk. For a moment, <laughs> as everything goes dark, and it's weird because you're expecting to hear your goddess. You're expecting to something that is related to your, your faith, your religion, your friends, a healing potion, something. And it's just dark and it's just quiet. And then you hear a familiar voice. The one that you haven't heard in a while. Alas, this is not how we're going to go out, is it? And you come to consciousness with 11 hit points sputtering as a familiar halfling stands over you, shoving a healing cupcake into your mouth. It was a healing <laughs> potion, but I'm going to make it a healing, a healing cupcake. And you see Joster Tealeaf standing there, <laughs> grinning in this cocky way as he shoves a healing cupcake into your mouth. Ah, uh, we're not done with this monstrous creature, are we? <laughs> I guess that's a no. That's no. That's, okay. How's been your lock picking going? It it hasn't. Honestly, if I'm being honest, we somehow fell off that plot. But she, good oh. to see you. Good to see you, tea leaf. Yeah. Good to see you. Well, it's good Thank to see you, you too. Thank you for the healing, and 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 then the choking event was an interesting way to follow it up with the almost being dead, and then the Heimlich, and that was quite the back zip zap zip zap dead alive dead alive. <laughs> you see this halfling standing stand up from over you because you are prone on the ground. He pulls back out his daggers with a flourish and says, "Oh my friend, I'm way more useful with these than I ever am with a healing cupcake." And then Bertie. You hear another voice, this time in your head. Well, I knew this was a bad idea. This is the last time that I let anyone borrow my instruments. Oh my god, this wow. isn't even fashionably late. This is not fashionable. <laughs> this, is, this is... Bernie, you're the only one who is able to watch as Funtorvrak, the massive blue dragon appears his invisibility breaking as he breathes on this thing. And I need to roll a lot of lightning damage. As in your head, the sending has gone off and he is just No, she says that out loud. Mm Mm-hmm. She says that out loud. And I assume Joster is just like, what the fuck? And I'm just, 
that's a lot of dice. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, there's a bit of a panic on the battlefield because there's only the four of you and your animal companions really understand who or what this thing is as this massive blue dragon appears flying over the Lord of Entropy, lightning pouring out of its mouth in a gout. The Lord of Entropy needs to make a saving throw. He is actually going to fail that saving throw. Holy shit. Wow. Whoa. He, he rolled like a single digget on about, the die. About damn time. Yeah. As, uh, one Lizzo said he takes recently. a massive amount of damage as this dragon flies over. And then it keeps going and it leaves. You just watch it leave. <laughs> and Bernie, the second sending, goes off and says, I'll be back to pick up my instruments. Tell the bods that I said hello. Asshole. We're going to have it. Brent, hold on. Let me think of something. Would you have a speech to make on women's rights in front of the Senate or something, President Woodrow Wilson? <laughs> You'll get an it's answer a to that. personal joke for everybody out there who likes history and dislikes Woodrow Wilson. I, I dislike Woodrow Wilson, and I like man, history. Fuck that, that guy. Man, <laughs> yeah. talk, talk about hopping on the bandwagon. Getting he That man jumped on the women's rights train as it had already left the station. He will respond... In an appropriate moment, but not at this moment, because despite the fact that he doesn't understand any of the names, context clues are giving him an idea of what you're actually saying. The orchestra has tuned up. You see Soria at the front. They have been told to heal people, so they're going to heal people. Music starts to play, and there's this moment. How much healing did I get for my healing cupcake? Did it just save my life, or did I 11 get 11 points. You got 11 points. You 11 now have points. Okay. 11 hit points. Uh, you basically, it stabilizes you and then he gives you that amount of hit points. His, um, healing cupcake wasn't necessarily the highest, the highest level of healing cupcake. Yeah, I think it could have been more. It it was actually 12 points, but then I choked on the cupcake. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that answer. The orchestra tunes up and starts to play. And it is obviously not any of the music that was from the performance from a couple of hours ago. And there's a moment in where all of you shudder because the last time you heard this group playing with these instruments things went bad and so it's just natural for you all to have this moment of horror but it's a different piece it's a jaunty tune it's a bar tune everybody give me a history check come on history core i julia should get to roll a meta history check every time so that i can know what my character didn't know and i feel like i should have something that's like maybe 70% 70% of what Julia would get. Jonathan, what'd you get? A 12 after rolling a 1. Think about why you fail at recognizing this tune. Travancore, what'd you get? 23. Uh, Travancore, you recognize it. Bernie? I Julia, the player, has a mm, 87% <laughs> certainty chance of what tune this is, because it's actually been sort of going through my head since you told me all these bards arrived with Olivia Passer Act, but unfortunately, Bernie got a 9. Out of curiosity, what do you think they're playing? It's the tune from the, the festival with the dead and the name. Oh. Like, that, that's what I assume. You know what? And that's why you fail at this, because that's what you assume, that they're going to start to play. Carlton, what did you roll? Also a nine. Okay. It's music. It's wonderful, upbeat, happy music. Bernie, it is not the, the music from that festival. You do remember now that it's kind of started, eh, that was kind of a little bit more of a somber-ish occasion, and this is... You could dance to yeah, this. Yeah, but they rocked out to the names of the dead at that thing, if I recall. There was a lot of speaking the names of the dead. Travancore, you know this body tune. In fact, despite your fear, 
despite everything going on, despite the fact that you are inches away from the end of the world, <laughs> that's the dirtiest rendition you have ever heard in your life. And I'm going to say, because you are the furthest back, closest to where the musicians are, you hear them singing the lyrics. And I will leave it up to you what you think. And while you think about that, Jonathan, why do you feel miserably to recognize this tune? Because you are not that far away. <laughs> because he thought they were doing the, the, the violin and uh, cello duet from the end of Master and Commander. So he had that in his head. And, uh, and, and he's like, hey, I, I loved that play. That play about high seas action that was... Severely underrated, mm -hmm. but and it had a cool musical ditty at the end. So, but he has that in his head, not actually what's being played. And Travancore, what's your response to the dirtiest bar tune you've ever heard in your life? Oh man! So to answer this question, I had to pull from the seminal 1990s sitcom The Critic, which only lasted a couple of seasons in one web series. And as you remember, uh, Jay Sherman's son Marty went to the Model UN school, and there's a lot about that show that doesn't age well and is kind of cringy now. But there's a song that uh, Zoltan's, uh, I mean, that Vlada's son Zoltan sings, and it goes, and people laugh, but then Zoltan goes up there, or Vlada goes and explains, no, he's singing about all the people that died in the earthquake famine in the fire of 1805. And the young kid is just like upset, and they're like, I'm sorry, continue. And then he goes to go on to sing, and then they laugh again. I, I only mention that because Travancore Jr. loves that joke, even though the show, she's never heard of the show. She has no idea what the critic is, but it's kind of dirty and filthy. And I'm thinking maybe those words in some languages in Pracom translate a lot dirtier than they do as, they, as you heard them now in common. If that's what you say, then that is the truth that you speak into the world as this <laughs> body tavern song pours out of these musicians. Travancore, Jonathan, Shadow, and Bernie you all get 23 health back. Hooray! And they, they rolled okay. They rolled okay. 23, okay. I think I'm back up then. I get it too, right? Yes. Heal the world, back up to full health. Yeah. I think it was everybody but me. And yeah, um, you're a little too far away. Carl. That's fine. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm Of all the people to not get it, I'm the most okay to not get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're going to try. Seekin is heading your way. Ah! Okay, all of that has kind of happened on Bernie's turn as she has come back to consciousness after she has made her death saving throws, but is now conscious again. It is the Lord of Entropy's turn who now looks- Wait, it's the end of my turn. Do I get to roll my saving throw for the strength thing? Am I still- Oh, I'm going to say that dropped once you died. Does that mean my fear dropped when I died too? Were you still I afraid? I, I think, think I- I can't remember actually. I thought you had broken out of that. Well, let's assume I did then. I'm going to say the, the voice of Thontorvrak in your head makes you so annoyed that you can't even think about being afraid because you're now annoyed at this blue dragon who's now going to claim credit for killing this thing no matter what happens. You know. <laughs> you know in your heart of hearts. Thontorvrak is going to say that he killed the Lord of Entropy. Yeah. Who is going to go? I am, I am goading it with my ancestrals. Yeah. So. It rears back a little bit. Less out of fear and more out of just now surveying this battlefield that's gotten a little bigger. Its head moving up 70, 80 feet into the air, seeing the musicians, seeing Rifon, seeing uh, Olivia Passerak, Blue, Seekin, not seeing Joster because Joster actually rolled really well in their stealth check. And the electricity in its eyes turn black. And 
Bernie, something very akin to your fire spell, the fire spell that you just had go off, starts to happen, except what rains down from the heavens is a purplish, dark energy that just onto the ground. It is a spell. Uh, all right. Here goes. I figured I figured there might be a counterspell come. Yeah, let's go ahead and throw the last uh, six-level spell at it. You will have to roll. It is a seventh-level spell, I'll just tell you. You were so close. Oh, well. That's all right. Okay, rollies. Uh, 18. That beats it. Yes. You watch the clouds above you turn purplish-black. And as the energy starts to rain down, Jonathan, how do you dispel this this necrotic storm? Jonathan the Magimuscular sees the storm starting to rise, and he's like, uh, no, <laughs> very weakly as he points his finger, and uh, he has to actually strain a bit, so you see, you see, like, he had already been spitting up blood, but now you definitely see a, uh, a drip of blood from his nose as he puts all of his effort into uh, dissipating the magical energy that was gathering. And you do, and it's going to look back at you, and once again... It had started to become impassive again, and now as that is dispelled, it glares down at you and says, I thought I told you this will be the end of everything. And it's coming in with two claws and a bite on you. Oh, Me? I can't. Uh, no, no on, on the guy who keeps counterspelling it. On Jonathan. <laughs> right. So disadvantage on Jonathan and Jonathan, you have resistance. Okay. Because of the ancestral protectors. Hooray. Does a 25 hit? Yes. That is going to be... And that was with disadvantage. That was with disadvantage. Jesus. 18 slashing damage and 20 necrotic. And you so, are too far to So halved on both of those, right? Yeah, resistant. You're resistant to all damage or resistant to specific damage? Has resistant to the damage dealt by the attack. Okay, mm. so... So eight, 18. So he's down to down to 14. And, and 10 necrotic instead of 20. Right, right. The second claw comes... Well, good news is it saved you from a natural 20. The bad news is it's still 29. Yeah. Um, this is going to do 14 slashing and 20 necrotic. Halved. Oh, that downs me. You go Ugh. down? I go down. He'd do it again. I got you. As long as I live to my turn. No, no. He'd do it again. He would. He, he would. wants to make sure that Jonathan the Muscular is dead. Mm. Like, But there's a hubris here where he thinks you go down. You'll stay down this time. Jonathan. Roll me a D100 and uh, actually say this first, high or low. High. Roll a D100 and if it's high, he goes after someone else. D100. 59. <laughs> yeah. It's downed you. It's just got to worry about the next creature on its list. And it moves forward towards Travancore. Dang it. Still being goaded by me, so disadvantage against Travancore and uh, resistance to all damage. Tra Yep. Um, and, and Carlton, it does move away from you, but it does not provoke an attack of opportunity. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But it would, will still, all the other things are still there. Shadow is like now wrapped, not restrained, but now the massive bulk of this thing is encompassing both Bernie and Shadow and Jonathan's unconscious form. What do you, you, Lauren, are you afraid I'm going to crit on that attack of opportunity? Is that what it is? Is that why I don't get it? You're afraid I'm going to kill your monster? 
no, I'm trying to, I'm hoping that you kill my monster. That's the whole purpose of this. But, you know, <laughs> if you, it's fine. you can't do an attack of opportunity on this creature, I had to make it challenging, you know? A bite's going to come down on Travancore. It does have disadvantage. Does a 23 hit? That'll hit me. Okay. The maw of this thing, like a lamprey, multiple sets of teeth, circling in a way almost like a, not that Travancore know this, but like a drill bit circling around. Uh, you take 19 piercing damage and 25 acid damage. Okay, 19 and 25. Good thing Bernie healed me. That is the end of its turn. At the end of the round, Jonathan, since you are down, let's have you roll this. I need you to roll 8d10. While you roll that, all of you here, except for Jonathan, the ringing of a bell. It's far away. It's like off in the docks, like off in the, the water. And then you all hear as cannon fire rings out from the scarred serpent as Valeria Tide Turner Langley doesn't care about the fact that this creature is halfway inside the city. Her cannons are epic. And she's, <laughs> she has been called to help the Heralds of Greenest, and it doesn't matter that the bunch of you are out in the middle of nowhere. She's going to hit this thing. It's the size of a castle. It does get to make a, or no, it just makes a ranged weapon attack. So let me, let me make that attack to see if it's going to hit. It hits. Uh, Jonathan, would you roll for that damage? That's a 48. Cannon fire rains down on this thing. Uh, those of you who are currently surrounded by this creature basically are saved unintentionally by this cannon fire as it pounds into the, the carapace of the Lord of Entropy. And Carlton, now that you are not surrounded by it and can clearly hear, you, you hear Valeria in the distance. <laughs> you don't hear what she's saying. Your perception is not quite that amazing, but you do hear her shouting out orders to reload. Shadow, it is your turn. Jonathan, you're going to be on deck. Let's see. Shadow is in the middle of the being now. Bernie is up. Jonathan is down. Okay. But there are ample support characters on the stage right now, so Shadow's going to stick to his throwing himself at this thing until he's a bloody pulp. Multi-attack. Come on, Shadow. 20 to hit, but I'm guessing that's just one shy, right? It's just one shy. Well, good thing I got one more hit. Here good we go. You got one more hit. 27 this time. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage. You got it. All right, that's going to be 13. Three of those are going to be flaming. It is starting to look jittery in a way that you haven't noticed before. Even now in its, its awakened, angry state, it's now moving with a franticness that you haven't seen. Uh, is Shadow doing anything else? I think that's it for Shadow. He's not moving until this thing's dead. All right. Jonathan, it's your turn. I need you to make me a death saving throw. Well, you've been up and down and up and down. This is technically your second one of the night. So what are you, what are you thinking about as you make this death saving throw? He's, he's in that sort of weird, like, in-between space where he can very hear, clearly hear the battle behind him. But he also sees, like, the light in front of him in this, like, sort of weird. It's not a tunnel, but it's, like, feels like a tunnel. And uh, he had made it. He had had a success earlier. So does that success carry over or? No, but if it was a failure, that wouldn't have carried over either. So you, you start okay. off zero failures, zero successes. 
or at least that's how I roll that kind of thing. Once you're up, everything resets. I know other people do it differently. 16. So say that's a success. You take a step back from that light. At the end of your turn, two things happen. Aras is still at your side. Aras, who is running low on everything, is going to reach down. And Bernie, you hear... What languages do you speak, Bernie? No, no mission common. Okay. Bernie hears... If it's a gnomish, she hears it. If it's in common, she hears it. Okay, Travancore, what languages do you speak? You might. You might get Celestial and common, interconic and druid, elvish and the giant, and goblin and sylvan and undercommon. No, none of you understand wow. it. Wow. But Travancore I will say, didn't get this one. No. Was avian? Well, maybe. Bernie, you do understand in context. You've healed people while being angry before. You've healed people with that, God damn it, before. You may not understand don't, what Aras just said. Don't die on me. <laughs> this, is, this is not the supportive healer. You also yeah. know for a fact this is not Aras's speciality. As Jonathan, Aras gives you seven hit points back and you <gasps> back up. Bernie goes, you, you did it. You did any of it. And honestly, at this point, all we can ask. And that's all you hear from Aras. As Jonathan, you, you come back to consciousness once again. The face of Aras right there. You are surrounded by dark, ichor-leaking scales and you can smell the death on this creature, but you are once again alive. <laughs> Before Travancore can go at the end of your turn, or at the end of Aras's turn, technically the Lord of Entropy is going to do a legendary action as it is starting to not be happy. Okay, Travancore. Dang it. I need you to make an intelligence saving throw. Here we go. As it looks down at you and the weird light in its eyes literally turns into lances of death. Oh, they, wait, that's a, that's a spell, right? That is a spell. Gotta protect my friends. Yeah, right. you definitely uh, do. This is a third, this is, I, I'm down to counterspelling at third level, so then I, you, you got to roll like a peasant. You gotta roll for it. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, but those counterspells have been clutch. Uh, yeah. 24. Travancore as what looks like lances of psychic hate come pouring at you, you now hear the voice of Jonathan. It's probably also not in a, it might not be in a language you recognize because it is part of the somatic and verbal components of a spell, but you clearly hear the same way Bernie heard Aras healing with swear words. Travancore, you hear Jonathan counterspelling with swear words. I was going to say, in my mind, it was the Telbon jingle blocking it out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of like the, 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 high, the like combined language where he counterspells in Draconic. It's like, ha-ta-cha! <laughs> Basically. All right, Travancore, it is your, is oh, your turn. Jonathan, my, yo, my dear friend of 14 plus years, um, it's a good thing you did that because I rolled a five on the die. Ooh. So that was, yeah. That would have yeah. been bad. That would have been bad. All right. So Travancore is right up next to this thing. So he could disengage. But you know what? Uh, Travancore is not going to do that. Travancore is going to cast. Olivia Pasarek is right there. And she sees the indecision in your eyes and says, if we're staying, we're staying. I'm not leaving your side. <laughs> Ride or die. I love it. <laughs> Ride or die. Says the horse lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I didn't even, I just punned my action. I, I, like, I, I love it so much. Um, it did not. So let me ask you, is there any piece of the Lord of Entropy that's actually on the ground or is he all floating completely? The pieces that have come off of him have either kind of disintegrated into nothing or are turning into these 
horrific insectoid-like monsters, you do notice as this creature is looking more and more and more hurt, more and more are disintegrating into nothing and less and less are turning into these I guess the creatures. mechanical question I'm asking is if I cast erupting earth is it going to hit this thing like cuz it's not on the, it's just floating oh, off too far off the ground It's on the ground. Oh oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's a gargantuan creature. It's on the ground and it's up in the air. It's everywhere. I will say you do know that cuz erupting earth is just creatures, not enemies. Oh, okay. You would so know you... the air. Yeah, I know, but like this thing's gargantuan so I could probably put it in an area where there are no people. How big is it? Uh, Erupting Earth has a 20-foot cube effect, basically. Then yes, you can. Okay. I thought it was a much bigger area, but no, you're you're absolutely right. You can put it just like Bernie's Firestorm. You can place it in a place where it's not going to hit anybody else. Well, then I cast Earth Tremor, and there is a, a dex save that they have to roll. It's a dexterity save. I think it's half as much damage on the uh, on a save. Uh, that is a three. That They're failing. Um, Here we go. Come on. It's going to be bludgeoning. I've, I've rolled incredibly low. Please, 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 please. That's going to do 34 damage. Hey, Travancore? Yes. Scribe in gory detail the death of this creature. Yes! <laughs> oh, man. Travancore's not used to killing things by not shooting them in the eye. But, uh, you know, as Travancore's been frightened this entire fight, you know, he's just like, you know what? If you're afraid, Travancore is just like increasingly nothing to lose. Like... It's either you come at him with everything you have or you die. So Travancore digs deep, casts spells he doesn't even bother with. He's been doing arrows this entire time. And he's just like, he's digging into him. And I feel like, you know, I don't know if this is too Dragon Ball Z a thing, but maybe as he's casting it, tiny rocks start to float off the ground just a little bit. Because Travancore <laughs> is not a capitalist spellcaster. Although you wouldn't know it from this spell, right? I would imagine the Lord of Entry cast a quizzical look on him. Like... I'm guessing that the Lord of Empire wrote Travancore off during this fight was focusing on Jonathan and Bernie, which, well, he should have because they are powerful magicians. They are powerful in the ways of magic. Well, Bernie is not a magician. Well, right. <laughs> but powerful in Semantics. the ways of magic, I will say. Yeah. Yeah. What Travancore is. Capital S spellcasters. But a lowercase s spellcaster like me isn't smart enough to know that. And I, I actually have a really low intelligence score, so Travancore probably just uses that shorthand. And, you know, Travancore, you know, remembering how he said he was inevitable, says, Hi, inevitable. I'm Travancore, Ambassador General of Berconum. I love that you kill him with a pun. I do it to everybody else. The earth churns, and the planet itself responds to your call to expel this creature off of this plane of existence. It comes to your beck and call to resist this entropic horror. And it's as if a giant maw under it of earth and rock and roots reach up and bite into the hide of the Lord of Entropy. And you all hear this creature screech in your head in a tone that you don't hear, you feel in the depths of your soul. And yet still you kind of rejoice as it begins to writhe and twist in on itself, becoming pieces that some of it drop to the ground in splashes of black ichor that then steam into nothing. Some of it disintegrates off into chunks that dissipate into dust. And the last thing you all see before the creature is completely destroyed are those hate-filled eyes 
still locked with Travancore. You don't hear anything, but it's looking at you as you kill it. And all of you have this quiet moment as this thing is finally gone to kind of look around. And you now all see, because some of you didn't notice some of the people had come up because some of you were surrounded by giant Lord of Entropy. Uh, you see Olivia Passerac standing next to Travancore. You see Rifon Press, sword and shield at the ready, defending the musicians who are still playing the most dirty song you've ever heard in your life. Bernie Joster is still standing there like he's going to protect you, but you you know that it's that's more performative. He knows that once you get on your feet, he doesn't need to be next to you. Jonathan Arras reaches down a clawed hand to help you up off of the ground. Carlton, you look over as Seekin, still in his duck form, comes waddling on over. Doesn't even come out a wild shape. You've... Oh my God. Doesn't even come out a wild shape. I, I will say, if the fight had <laughs> continued for another round, he's going to turn into a mammoth and things are going to get really cool. Oh, nice. Stays in his duck form as Blue begins to happily howl into the, the air itself. You hear the cheers coming from the scarred serpent as they see from the, the highest point on the ship. And then you also notice there were, there were more people coming. This was not the last of your friends. You see Gestock, who for some reason is at the back of the list of people, like still running up, despite the fact that you know he is fast as shit, still coming up now coming to a stop, a big wide grin on his face. You see a cobalt over on the side that it takes a moment for you to recognize, and only a couple of you actually see Vang Ashstalker before he mm. pulls back a little bit and melds back into the shadows. <laughs> uh, Bernie, you do not hear Vantorvrak reply. Pretty sure he's still flying around somewhere waiting to pick up his instruments. And there's more. There's more people. There's just guards and people and others that you have helped and assisted and befriended all throughout the past couple of months in Waterdeep who are now, who have rallied to your aid just as you down this thing that would have wiped out the planet. And in this silence, that is where we will stop. And next time we get together, it'll be a little later is you have a chance to recover from this. But let me... Oh, man, I was going to use my spell that sends out 700 hit points. You know what? <laughs> to no. get us all back up. Go ahead and do that real quick and describe that, and then we'll, we'll end on that. Bernie's going to look at Joster Teeth, and she goes, do you want to see something really cool? As she's, like, sitting there clutching, clutching, like, her... She's still in, like, uh... She's just going to sneeze. And Joster, as you ask if you want to see anything cool, is going to indicate the empty air around you where the Lord of Entropy has disintegrated into nothing and say, if there's anyone who could make it any cooler than that, it'd be you, my friend. Uh, she's going to sneeze and it's going to be exactly like the... <laughs> Exactly like the end of Little Mermaid, where King Trident touches the water with his trident and all this, this beautiful gold glow washes over everything, except you get the feeling it might be snot. <laughs> but it's feeling snot, so <laughs> but it's, it's okay. Not.
But it's uh, not. Uh, and a flood of healing energy flows from me into injured creatures around me and distributes 700 hit points. <laughs> Guess I'm back up to full. <laughs> she's been waiting. I'll take was, 30 of that to go Yeah, back. take however many. She just kind of, <laughs> she was going to do something cooler, but she sneezes. And suddenly she's like, oh. And she just goes, whoosh. And everybody is, everybody is magically healed. I'll take 149 Jonathan. of that. Yeah. <laughs> there's even extra. To, you know, there's enough for shadow. There's enough for everybody. Something else washes over you as this, this sneeze of healing from Queen Bay. Also, Bae. you're no longer, nobody's frightened anymore. That's the other thing. All Yay. their stuff is gone. I was going to say, Travancore, now that the creature is gone, you're no longer frightened. But I like to think that Bernie, Bernie's uh, healing, it, it was mass heal, right, that you just cast? Bernie cast... Mass Heal, yeah. yes. Mass Heal's a good one. Something else washes all over you to the tune of 180,000 XP. Wow. <laughs> I know I didn't need to do that Mass Heal, but I'm so glad I did. No, I, I love that you did it. Jonathan would have stubbed a toe and died again, so. <laughs> things, yeah, things, everything's a little fun. <laughs> things were bad. When we get together next time, it will be a little later. We'll, we'll talk about it a little later as we're going to start to wrap up this campaign of the Heralds of Greenest, but for now, you know, you've saved the universe. I guess it's a good place to stop. We won Dungeons and Dragons, although really, we win every week when we play, but seriously, we just won Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, we did just win Dungeons and Dragons. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, then visit us at distinguishedadventurers.com. There you can find links to our podcast and social media, pictures and bios of our cast, info on our Patreon, and much more. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our Patreon patrons and extend a special thanks to our top-tier patrons. Thank you, Forrest from Stabby Quest, Jesse Florence, Nate Zakari, Rebecca, a.k.a. Bunny Monster, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, John Adi, Linnea Boyev, Lori, a.k.a. Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.